0: Good morning, gents. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. This is an episode of Saturday Morning Coffee, so grab a fresh, hot cup of coffee we kick back, relax, and enjoy our show today. We're talking about taking ownership over your spiritual life. This would be a good one to take notes or at least to ponder make you think about what you're doing to intentionally grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. It's an important part of our spiritual journey as men. Before we do that, though, make sure that you are following us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Shout out to Josh Ratchie, who just jumped into our Facebook community Uh, and put some awesome answers in there. I'd love to hear from you guys as well. Um... We want to see that thing grow and, and be a resource for people, particularly young men. Um, if you would like to support this podcast, there's two ways you can do that. You can contact me and talk about sponsorships or stuff like that. So if you want your advertisement to be read at the beginning of this podcast, right now you'll hear from uh, Pastor Steinberg doing his... Christ for Disciples podcast. We'll hear from him and her worship. Um, you were hearing from Laura Coolander for a while. She raised money for her cause. If you'd like to do something like that, make sure you contact me. Let me know what you need, what you want to do, and we'll work out an arrangement. If you don't want to do that, if you just want to donate to the show, you can do that by going on Patreon. We have a Patreon account. Um, and if you donate on Patreon, we'll make sure we send you a gift as well. So uh, blessings to all of you who've been supporting us financially. Thank you to you who've been for- uh, supporting us financially. Um, it helps us put out better content for you, helps us to attract higher quality guests and uh, put out better better like quality audio and that kind of stuff too. So thank you to all of you for being a blessing to me as I get to share my journey on Christian manhood with you and thank you for your continued encouragement of me as I grow um, and pursue a life of Christian manhood. After a word from our sponsor, we're going to get into day- the t- 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 uh. After a word from our sponsor, we're going to get into today's episode. Here we go. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com Saturday morning coffee. You are listening to the Gird Up podcast. The call to Gird Up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world. Here, you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God has created us to be. We're glad you've joined us today. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves to gird up and join us on this road towards Christian manhood. May God bless your time with us. Here we go. All right, gentlemen, happy Saturday. Welcome back to the show. Glad that you're joining us. Hope that we can be a resource to you. I'll help you grow as men of God today. We're going to talk about taking ownership of your faith. Now, there's been a couple of books that have bounced around lately on the you know New York Times bestseller list. Some of them are written by um, ex- extreme athletes. Some of them are written by Navy SEALs, but they all have the same general idea of ownership over every aspect of your life, right? Um, there's a Navy SEAL one called Extreme Ownership. Um, there's another one that uh, it's called. F your feelings, uh, like th- they're all basically the same idea, the same general concept, the idea that you need to take responsibility for every aspect of your life. You need to own what's going on. You need to hold yourself accountable, realize that you're responsible for the things going on in your life. And that is true. And it's also true about our spiritual life. Um, But I think a lot of times we neglect that portion of our life because we say, hey, God's got me. And while that is true, the Heavenly Father has provided salvation for me. He gives me peace. He gives me prosperity. He gives me everything I need for daily body and life. That does not mean that I'm off the hook and I don't have to do any work. It takes work, it takes passion, it takes concentrated effort to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Paul admonished uh, the people he wrote to to stop drinking spiritual milk and to start eating spiritual meat. And you can't eat spiritual meat unless you're working hard to do so. So I've got three different uh, pieces of encouragement that I want to share with you today. The first one is not to follow men or cling to churches. Now, I am a proud member of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. I have been my entire life. I plan to be my entire life. Um, And it has been a tremendous blessing to me and a tremendous uh, source of strength and identity to me throughout my life. And it's been a huge blessing to me. I uh, could not be more humbled and uh, passionate about my role as a called worker within that church body. That being said... We cannot forget that our identity first is in Christ. Um, As Paul admonished, again, his followers uh, in the early church, not to be followers of Peter or Apollos or of Paul, um, but simply to be followers of Christ, regardless of who they are uh, being taught by, so who their teacher is, and we certainly do still see symptoms of that in the world today and in our churches today, um, my own church included. Like a lot of times we cling more to our church body than we do to the body of Christ. Uh, the body of Christ is an invisible church. The kingdom of God is invisible, which means it abides in the hearts and the minds of God's people. And that means that there are Christians outside of our own church bodies, no matter how fantastic your church might be, no matter how close to the truth your doctrine might be, um, no matter how uh, harshly or, that's not the right word, but no matter how well you police your doctrine and make sure that you're teaching God's word in its truth and purity, people outside of your fold are also going to believe and people inside your fold are going to miss the mark. That's the reality of, of the way the world works. We cannot see into people's hearts. And it's important to remember that we do not follow the preachers of this world. We do not follow the pastors of this world. We follow Christ. Now, those men have been provided to us as spiritual leaders. And so I want to warn you, first of all, not to follow men who put themselves before Christ. If they are more important than the message, or if they tell you that not, you're not going to find the gospel message anywhere except with them, They are leading you astray. They have put themselves in the place of Christ. They are now asking you to worship them instead of worshiping the Heavenly Father. Second, don't find your identity in your church body. Find your identity in your relationship to your Heavenly Father. Now, this is not an excuse or a good reason to fail to be a part of a physical church community here on earth. You should be a part of a physical church community here on earth. You should have a congregation you're a part of and a church that you attend weekly because you need to be built up by um, other people. You need to make sure that you have spiritual advisors watching over you and watching over your heart and your mind and your life. And you need to Tie into a congregation that's going to feed you appropriately, who's going to take care of you appropriately, who's going to be a part of your daily life, uh, part of your journey while you're here on earth, and that's incredibly important. And as you choose that church body, you need to first and foremost consider Scripture. If they're teaching you something that you can't find in Scripture, or if they're saying you know you need to do something that you can't find in Scripture, and they can't prove it to you in Scripture. Then you're not in a church that is going to teach you God's word and its truth and purity. So you need to test the waters. You need to use a discerning. You need to have a discerning heart and a discerning mind that's going to test everything you hear against Scripture. And choose a church that is going to teach you God's word and its truth and purity. That's one of the things that I love about my church body is that uh, while we do have. <laughs> failures for sure and we're not perfect by any means and anyone who tells you their church is perfect is lying to you Um, but we do an excellent job of policing our own doctrine so no matter where you go if you walk into Wisconsin Synod Church you're going to hear basically the same message you're definitely going to hear the same doctrine no matter where you go it might be different styles of worship it might be different uh, with different All the churches are going to look different, obviously. They're all going to have their own little personalities. But you're going to hear the same message of the gospel. You're going to hear the same truth coming from the pulpit. I love that about my church body. You need to make sure that the church body, of which you are a part, is teaching God's word in its whole truth and purity. The second and just as important part of this is that you need to make sure you're not following a specific pastor or a specific preacher or a specific leader more closely than you're following Christ. There are a whole lot of people in this world who find a preacher that they enjoy and that they like um, and they start to follow that preacher instead of following the Lord, right? They start to study the, the writings and the teachings of a specific pastor or preacher or a great mind closer than they follow the teachings of Christ. You need to pour into scripture and you need to be tied into scripture and the person, your spiritual leader, your spiritual overseer in the form of a pastor at a congregation or a preacher needs to be pointing you back to scripture and encouraging you to follow Christ, not encouraging you to follow himself. Paul talks about that all the time, right? I follow Paul. I follow Peter. I follow Paul. Paul says, throw that out. That's not, that has no place here. You follow Christ and Christ has provided men who are going to live in your community and work with you and be spiritual leaders and spiritual guides along the paths of righteousness. So do not follow men. Follow the Heavenly Father. Follow Christ. And Christ has put men along the way um, to lead you down paths of righteousness. You don't follow men. You simply follow Christ. Second, and I kind of talked about this already, um, you need to make sure you're seeing for yourself. And what I mean by that is that you need to plug into scripture. I mean hardcore plug into scripture. I like to imagine my soul and my heart as a battery and I've got this power cord and I can plug it into different things, right? I can plug it into Netflix and I can plug it into my workouts and I can plug it into pride. I can plug it into all these different places. And I can choose to be filled with whatever I want to be filled with. But the only place where I'm going to be recharged and, and refilled spiritually is by plugging into Scripture. And so I need to spend a majority of my time actively doing the things of God. Now, I get to be a professional Christian, I like to say. I am paid to be a spiritual leader in my congregation and in my school. And so that gives me an excellent excuse, if excuse is the right word, to dig into scripture hardcore on a daily basis. I, every morning during the school year, I wake up at 5 o'clock, I make coffee, and I take a shower, and then I sit down in my chair, and I read scripture for a half an hour, and then I pray for at least 10 minutes before I go to school every single day. And if I do not do that, I see myself, like very clear, clearly see myself um, falling into more temptation. I see myself wandering away from the way. Um, I don't walk the straight and narrow path that I should walk. I start to find myself getting emotional and moody and grumpy. I start to see sin creep into my heart and my life the moment that I choose to sleep longer, or I choose to be on my phone, or I choose to let my mind water and wander instead of focusing on the things of God. So, the music I listen to is Christian music most of the time, not all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with listening to other stuff every once in a while. Um, but the podcasts I listen to I have a spiritual tilt to them. I listen to audiobooks constantly about uh, manhood and Christian manhood and about. Um, growing as men of God, constantly. I listen to other people's podcasts I'm talking about the same thing. I keep at the front of my heart and mind my position as a called worker and my identity as a man of God, and. When I keep that on the front of my heart and on the front of my mind, when I tie it on my doorposts and on my foreheads, and when I talk about it as I walk along, as uh, the book of Leviticus, I think it's Leviticus, as the book of Leviticus says, then I find myself walking in paths of righteousness, and I find myself walking the straight and narrow path. But as soon as I unplug from scripture, I wander all over the place, okay? So you need to plug into scripture and you need to see that for yourself. Your spiritual leaders are there to lead and guide you, but you have to take ownership of your faith. If you are only being fed by others, then you're a baby. If you want to be an adult, if you want to be a spiritual grown up, you need to feed yourself and you need to feed yourself meat. As I mentioned, I like to listen to audiobooks and podcasts, and I read constantly. I read all kinds of things all the time. Um, I'm a, I like to say I'm a voracious reader. Um, I take great pride in that. And so, along with that, I want to encourage you, gentlemen, to seek out commentary on Scripture. I want you to to seek out um, other men who are, you know, full of full of God, full of full of faith, full of the Spirit, who are um, actively working on walking the same path that you're walking so whether you're listening to my podcast and I think this podcast is a great place to start I want you to start branching out and listen to other people as well I want you to type in um, I want you to type in sermons on manhood into youtube and i want you to type in and i want you to watch you know youtube sermons i want you to go to time of grace and i want you to listen to the messages that they're giving you there and i want you to continue to seek out opportunities to grow i want you to hear from other men of god to hear from other people who are walking um, the path of faith walking a walk of faith and i want you to listen I want you to test everything that you hear against scripture and against what you're reading on a daily basis and pray that the Lord burns up, you know, all the chaff, everything that is not from him and that he keeps refining your heart, refining your mind so that you can grow closer and closer to him and stronger and stronger and stronger spiritually. Okay. You always have to listen with a discerning ear, but that does not mean that you don't listen. Go seek out preachers and teachers, and then, especially preachers and teachers outside of your fold, and then listen with a discerning ear, test everything you hear against Scripture, and let yourself grow. Pray that the Heavenly Father continues to help you grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Finally, the last thing that you need to do to grow and to really own your faith is pray. Pray. And I don't mean, you know, your structured prayers. I say Luther's evening prayer with my students every single day. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I think it's a fantastic prayer, and it's a great way to teach prayer. But that's exactly what the Lord's Prayer and Luther's morning and evening prayer and those scripted prayers, that's exactly what they're all about, is to teach people to pray so that you now can talk to your Heavenly Father. So they're showing you how to pray. They're telling you what you, the kinds of things you should pray for. And then you're not supposed to stop there. You're supposed to take that now, own it, and go pray on your own, using your own words and your own heart and your own mind. Have a conversation with your Heavenly Father. Now, in, in the world I grew up in, I think, especially in the, the, the uh, situations I grew up in, maybe the church body I grew up in, there's something a little bit radical about that. Um, I was not taught very well, just realistically, I was not taught very well to pray that way. We prayed these scripted prayers, and there were times, we had a couple of teachers that gave us like a formula for prayer, and it was good, but we never really like poured into it and really practiced praying, and it is something that takes practice, and so I want to encourage you guys to really practice, to really buy in, and put your whole heart and your whole mind into prayer. Um, so what I, what, here's my encouragement to you, choose a time that you can put into your schedule to pray and take 15, 20 minutes to do so. Okay. Um, and there's, there's, I don't want you to get a scripted prayer book out and pray. Those are good things. And, I, and you should have prayer books around your house. And when you don't know what to pray or how to pray for something, get those out and use them as a tool. But your prayer should be, you should have an outline, you should be unscripted, having a conversation with your Heavenly Father. If you want to have a conversation with your girlfriend or your wife, and you want it to go well, you shouldn't be taking out your notes all the time and peeking at them, should you? You should be speaking from the heart. I want you to speak to your Heavenly Father the same way. Build a relationship with Him. Okay? I want your prayers to be personal the actual things that are going on in your heart and your mind, the things that, even the things that nobody else knows about, the Lord can see into the deepest, darkest corners of your heart. He sees everything. There's nothing hidden from him. So don't be shy about sharing it with him. He knows, so talk to him about it. Be real with him. Be transparent with your heavenly father. Talk to him as you would talk to your dad, to a perfect dad, right? That's what he wants from you. He wants you to open up your heart, open up your mind, and have a conversation with him. And as Jacob wrestled with God, that's, that's what your prayer should be like, okay? Um, scripture makes it clear that you shouldn't go on babbling like pagans, right? Just saying the same things over and over and just babbling and making noise. That's not the same thing. We're, we don't have to, we don't have to, to ring the bell to, for God to hear us. He will hear an outcry of our heart and of our mind. But that doesn't mean you don't wrestle with God. If you're struggling with pride and you're praying for humility, don't just say, and dear Lord, I pray for humility and stop. Yeah, you might be praying for humility. Yeah, it might be a heartfelt prayer, but talk to your heavenly father about it. Lord, I see um, how pride is tearing my life apart or hurting my relationships. So I pray uh, that you continue to bless me with humility, Lord. Um, send things into my life that are going to help me be humble. Teach me that lesson, Lord, um, and, and find ways to make it stick, please. Um, Lord, as as uh, I point out the, the times when I'm being humble to me, help me to understand and realize um, when I'm being proud, um, when I'm being selfish, and help me to flip that switch so I'm being selfless. now. And keep talking to your Heavenly Father like that. And when you talk to your Heavenly Father like that, that's what you're doing. It's wrestling with God. Um, my favorite way to do this is I, I I'll actually put a picture of this up on my Instagram. So if you go if you go to the Instagram, I'll I'll put a picture up of my of what my prayer page looks like every day. But I'll sit down and I have three sections that I write. So I'll make a list of things I'm thankful for, um, and it's usually five or six things. And then I'll make a list of personal prayers, so things I want to pray for for me. And I'll write a, a list. I call them asks. So like things I'm asking for, um, and I'll make a list of five or six of each of those things. So uh, for example, what I prayed about Yesterday, this is my list from yesterday, is I prayed a prayer of thanks for the weather, prayed a prayer of thanks for uh, summer and having rewarding work because teachers love summer. I prayed a thank you prayer for my family and friends. I prayed a prayer of thanks for prosperity and the numerous blessings that he's given me. Um, and I prayed a prayer of thanks for the Lord giving me a voice and a calling and people I can have influence over. Then I prayed personal prayers, so I prayed uh, personally for humility. I prayed for increased financial responsibility, so doing a better job of taking care of my finances. I prayed for patience, because I was reading Psalm 27, and it said, wait for the Lord, and I realized I haven't been waiting for the Lord. I've been trying to make things happen on my own. And I prayed for integrity, because I noticed some different aspects of my life where I was saying one thing and doing another, or I was teaching one thing and doing another. So I prayed for integrity. Then I got to the ask sections. So this is me praying for other things. I prayed for my family's health, both emotionally and spiritually, and for their health physically, because we got some people who are ailing in both of those departments in my own family. I prayed for my church family and the school that I'm a part of. Um, so praying, you know, for His refining fire to continue to to help us grow. Uh, I prayed for um, a couple of the high schools around, the, particularly the the Lutheran high schools that that I get to be kind of on on board with and be a part of i prayed for my church body and i prayed for the nation and i I, so it took me about 20 minutes to pray through all those things and i write them down so i don't forget any of them and so that i'm not just wandering all over the place because i have a wandering mind um but that's how i pray and when i pray that way and when i'm really intentional about my prayers and i wrestle with god i immediately see things happening like prayer works guys Bending God's ear, he promises he's going to hear us when we bend his ear and when we talk to him. So wrestle with God, okay? So going back, the three things you need to do to really own your faith, I know I ramble a little bit here, but the three things you really, really, really need to do to completely and totally own your faith is one, make sure that you are reading scripture for yourself, listening with a discerning ear, and making sure that you are plugged into Jesus, okay? You personally need to be plugged into Jesus, Two, you got to make sure that you are following Jesus first, not following a church body and not following a pastor or a specific spiritual leader. You need to follow Jesus first Then, if anyone wants you to follow themselves more than they want you to follow Jesus, they're not the pastor for you. You do not need to be a part of that church, okay? So you should be a part of a church, but it should be a church that encourages you to grow personally in your relationship with your Heavenly Father, not just to be a member of the church, not just to be a part of their community, not just to follow their pastor and his teachings, but to actually plug into Jesus. And then finally, you need to have a personal relationship with your Heavenly Father. You need to talk to your Heavenly Father with focused, powerful, radical prayer. You need to wrestle with God, bend his ear, and talk to him about the things going on in your life. Okay, If you do those things, I promise you, you will grow, and you will see yourself changing. You will see yourself growing in grace and knowledge of the truth, and you will see yourself becoming the man that God created you to be, the man that you really want to be, and the man that you really ought to be. Okay. Gentlemen, I'm going to go do those things, <laughs> and I pray that you do those things, and I pray that we all see each other in heaven one day. God's blessings, go do the good works that God has prepared for you to do. Have a great week, gentlemen. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, under the Gird Up Podcast. And there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as Gird Up underscore like underscore A underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash Gird And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.